Hey, hey, ride or dies. We decided to make a new name for all of our listeners. So that's what it is. <laughs> it is Nadine, Steph H, and Stevie, who is Steph W, but we decided to change her name. We have one person at this table with a mustache, and <laughs> guess who it is? Is it going to be oh, Steph H? Is that you over there? <laughs> no, I actually tried to wax my own mustache last week. And uh, I ripped skin off, so don't trust oh, that at Yeah, all. you did send us a video. I still have, like, a bit of a scab there. Okay, well, Stevie, do you got yourself a mustache there? I think I'm good. Oh, okay, no, well, I then, don't have one. Well, then who is it? Who is it? Must be Nadine. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only one left. That's the only one. No, we're joined by Cole Young, famous horse trainer, bull rider, <laughs> champion of the world. Yeah, <laughs> Just kidding. <right. laughs> So, Cole, um, what did you think of your day with the uh, pod squad here in TP Creek? <laughs> I got a new perspective of holding a camera. Oh. <laughs> That's what I think. <laughs> we stuck Cole with the camera. We needed yeah. a personal photographer for the yeah. day. We so, did. if you guys get a lot of likes, you know who to yeah. come to. Oh, yeah, we got to tag you in these this yeah. uh, string Thanks of photos. <laughs> yeah, yeah. At Cole W. Young. It used to be Cole Young Money. That yeah. <laughs> Actually, I don't. I don't think we should have hired him to do that. I'm going to have a lot of editing to do. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. That's There's going to be a pictures. couple of like... Cords and feet and <laughs> sink. And I'm just thinking there's going to be a thousand pictures to go through. Yeah. So, Cole, tell us a little bit about bull riding. When did you start bull riding? <laughs> I started uh, when I was 13. I got on my first bull. Um, jumped right into it. My dad took me to a steer ride while he sent me with my cousins to a steer riding clinic. And the week late, while, while I was down there, he sent me a text saying, hey, what do you think we'll get on bulls next week? And I was like, hell <laughs> yes. <laughs> Enough of this steer ride and stuff. And, uh, yeah, jumped right into it with a clinic, well, a school, with Justin Bolts in uh, Fort St. John. And that weekend I got on 13 bulls, and it was snowing and raining, Holy. and it was just miserable days. And I think that kind of just made me realize that that's something that I wanted to pursue. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's had its up and downs, and just been doing it for quite a while. I get, like, it's it's been going on quite a while, so just riding that train. Yeah, you have quite a few achievements, that's for sure, at the professional level. Um, so this year, though, it's going to be a little different for you, hey? Yeah, yeah. And then it's like any year you get a, like, so any year you get injured or anything like that, you're going to have to take some time off and focus on some other things and mm-hmm. maybe some other goals. Um, this year, I had an accident in the trailer tying a horse in and uh, it ended up losing the ends of two of my fingers. So now I'm just going to be on the layaway and resting up, but, uh, I think it's a good time to focus on some other things. Yeah. Layaway at home means leather work, yeah. naps, crafts, um, roping on Sundays, roping on Sundays. <laughs> <laughs> it's a tough life at our place there. Yeah, Living the dream. Yeah. No, it actually is super nice because I get to put in all of my orders that I wanted cool to make for me. So Your hat. Yeah. <laughs> Your hat yeah. looks cool. My hat. He made me a pair of chinks yesterday. Um, what else? What do are I chinks? So they're like a pair of chaps <laughs> that you would wear roping, but they're shorter. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, they're okay. to protect. Like I actually, went roping in the branding pen and Cole didn't tell me to wear a pair of chaps or chinks I and it's, you know, <laughs> it, it's not a necessity it, it, but when you but start it doesn't feel the, good yeah <laughs> no, you start feeling that rope run along your leg or if something is out at a 90 degree angle and it comes running behind yeah. you and you're moving out it's gonna rub up your leg and it's and it's just kind of a protective layer mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so yeah and a lot of people do it for fashion statement it's a big <laughs> yeah. part of it, it, it get you, the cool it looks pictures cool. for instagram yeah. yeah we'll have to do that with yeah. your new chinks yeah. i've got some old ones i think they're from my aunt i'll use those and then steph h can get the woolies because yeah. i made a pair of woolies <laughs> 
Um, so we kind of like want to go back to that horse. Like maybe we should make this intro a little bit about horse trailer safety. Um, what are some <laughs> tips and tricks you got for horse trailer safety and tying a horse? Because I know I like when we were driving to Steph or to Stevie's place today um i was like cool like don't get ptsd because like i have ptsd we like, all have it. why did you do this to me and he looks at me he's like why did i do this to you like when <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but, but so uh yeah, there has been some sleepless nights let's say the least but let uh, tell us some tips and tricks about that kind of stuff um you know a, a lot of people tie that same slip knot you know a thousand times in a year let alone their life and they never really think about it. And, you know, I had a horse that never pulled back before mm-hmm. and just didn't want to load into the trailer that day. He was the last one on and he kind of had to push his way in and he just wasn't there confident wise. And so he was half in and I figured, you know what, I'll just, you know, tie him off and just get behind him and smooch him up. And hindsight, that's not really something we were, should be foot pushing. We should have done a little bit more training and getting him ready for that. But at the same time, you're you're in a place where you're ready to go and trying mm-hmm. to load, and we got a time frame to be in, and just the way it worked out. But I was trying to tie him in, and as uh, I didn't have a whole lot of slack in the rope, and when I was pulling my put my fingers through to make that slip knot, he pulled back, so there was no signal even before, and I had a set of gloves on that just mm-hmm. that rope gripped onto, and it would not let go. So I oh. uh, ended up, you know, losing a. A little shorter in the fingers now, but, <laughs> <laughs> and, and, you know, like I didn't react as bad as Nadine did, but <laughs> it was so bad. Well, <laughs> she was running around looking for fingertips <laughs> and I was looking at the vehicle you got to take. <laughs> and I'm just How like, are we getting the horses? I don't want to see those missing fingers. Oh, and yeah. Stevie got the worst view of it. She seen what I seen when I took yeah. that glove off. Oh. Yeah. I thought I just broke them and then I took my glove off and they were. They were, weren't a pretty sight. No. Stevie got to see the worst of it. <laughs> yeah. She and was, I knew, I was like, he's taking that glove off. It's not going to be pretty, but I still looked. <laughs> I don't do well with human emergencies. No. <laughs> and she texted me like a couple days later. She's like, hey, like, are you having trouble sleeping at night? <laughs> because I am. I'm like, man, that's all I see is that like shotgun wound in a van. Well, that's yeah. great. Thank you for sharing those little tidbits. But well, it is easy to um, get you tie complacent. that. Yeah, and you yeah, tie you that. Get complacent. You, you yeah. tie that knot. How many times do we tie that knot in our lives? Like a thousand. So is that the one where you do like the bunny loop? The bunny loop. So you make two bunny loops. I just I just bring it around it once and make a little loop. And I sometimes I'll push through with the other hand, but this time I just reach through. Yeah. But then big bulky, bulky gloves on, oh. I just get kind of yeah. reach through. I do it like you. I do the two bunny ears and just put them through. My hand doesn't go in that thing. Yeah. But so yeah. It, gotcha. it's the little thing like we're, we're probably going to start, uh, you know, noticing certain things and certain horses. You're going to you're going to read the situation and probably mm-hmm. tie certain knots. And, and you want the slip knot like that's the goal. So there's a there's is a way to tie it properly where it's not going to your hand doesn't have to go through. But, yeah. you know, it, it is a part of it. And eventually you're going to have to tie a knot mm-hmm. and uh, probably just focus on reading the situation. Even seeing people at the at the roping pen. Yeah. There's the young kids there tying horses up and we're probably just going to give um, some shed some light on the dangers mm-hmm. of little things that mm-hmm. we're so complacent doing. Yeah. Not just tying like anything. Yeah. Yeah. Really. Like literally yeah. like we 
we take for granted how powerful these animals are mm-hmm. and how dangerous they actually are. And we're just like, do, 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 like texting, walking around the back of our horses. And, you know, it's just. I don't walk around yeah. the back of Joe. Yeah, well, Joe. <laughs> you, even Joe came beside me today when we were in thing. I was like, bah, bah, bah. <laughs> oh, no. Danger, danger, danger. Where's your ribbon? <laughs> yeah. I, I tried that once and someone almost got kicked and I still got blamed. And I'm like, there was a ribbon and I had it there for a reason. But no one knows about the ribbons these days. And you shouldn't have to know about a ribbon to understand that you shouldn't be yeah. putting yourself or your other your horse in yeah in that type of situation predicament. You don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you exactly. never know. You, you never know, know what these horses are going to be like. Yeah. Err on the side of caution. At a, yes. at a jackpot last week, there was a horse that was like kind of pinning its ears at people, and no one was paying attention. And someone walked by, and it like it went out to kick hard, but. The girl was just out of reach. Thank mm-hmm. Oh my gosh! Yeah, and I'm just like, yeah, you never know. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I sharpened up on my horseman skills <laughs> being with Goal. Let me tell you, I got some <laughs> good stories that happened with some expensive embryo horses that we had over for training. This is actually a pretty funny story. Am I allowed to say it, honey? Well, you, you can. <laughs> it's just gonna. It's just not that. It was. It wasn't even that big of a deal. It was just the fact that it happened and Nadine wasn't prepared for how to handle it. Is why I was so worked and up. And what it. it was so funny. And I made him a pair of socks that said this because it's kind of been something that we carried around. But I tied a horse up to a high line and then I moved the $9,000 embryo gypsy vanner and it the, the high line wrapped around the horn and then it went this $9,000 embryo went bucking across the yard <laughs> and all I hear is god damn it Nadine you got no horsemanship skills <laughs> it, was, it was in the moment all right <laughs> <laughs> There's probably a few more words in there. <laughs> yeah, there might have been a couple of bumps. That was just like, bah, this horse is so expensive. Like, what? But uh, it was actually like, now we laugh about it. So, yeah, for Christmas one year, he got a pair of socks and they were sparkly pink at the bottom. One where it said, God damn it. The other one said, Nadine on it. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> yeah, oh, it was man. great. He, so, he doesn't know where those socks are, though, do you? No. <laughs> All that hard work. <laughs> Well, thank you for taking the hot seat yeah. and being a part of our introduction today. Yes. Yeah, no problem. So uh, what, what's your plans for, for this healing then? You're going to be taking some outside horses? Yeah. As soon as I'm ready, I'll probably be taking on some more outside horses and plan to further my skills and extend my reach into horsemanship. Mm-hmm. And then you're uh, going to hopefully maybe be pro-rodeoing again when you're here. Yeah, yeah. The plan was to start going, shooting for the CFR this year. Never made an honest run at it, and that comes with injuries, but it also comes with what you're wanting to do. And, you know, bull ridings was, were always easy and capable of achieving mm-hmm. t- and managing time-wise, where rodeos were a lot of work. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I was planning on making making that a go. Oh, yeah, and I also heard that you're going to be proposing to your girlfriend this year, so... <laughs> That's super cool. <laughs> I'm just she's gonna be so happy. Oh my god. <laughs> Jensen, no comment. Jensen silver custom ring. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. you heard it here first, folks. We're engaged. Yeah. He said yes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> By the look on his face, we might be editing this part out. Well, <laughs> no, that mustache looks pretty happy. He's a blushing bride. <laughs> 
All right, everyone. We are so excited to bring you today Jennifer Bobby Robinson, who is the owner of 2R Barrel Horses and the saloon tack and supplement store in Teepee Creek, Alberta. She's also the Canadian distributor for OE Nutraceuticals. Not only that, but Jennifer is a horse trainer and also a very successful barrel racing jockey. She's even taken a 1D round win at ABRA Finals in Pinoca. Uh, this, if anyone has been to ABRA Finals, you know around about 800 girls enter that. So a, a round win at ABRA Finals is wow. Jennifer has numerous other 1D placings, rodeo money earnings. Um, she's placed first in the 1D at the Spring Fling a while ago in Thorsby. She won that one by three-tenths. Um, she's a pro rodeo money earner. She's a CBHI Derby finalist. Um, she's done really well placing the 1D at the Oil Country Barrel Challenge that we all like to go to in Hinton, Alberta, and just many, many more accomplishments on her list. And now she's actually doing some clinics with Ashley Lacey, which um, we had the honor of taking a part in today. And we are so excited to share more about Jennifer and all she does here in Teepee Creek. Hey everyone, it's Nadine, Stevie, and Steph H. If you didn't listen to the intro and skipped it, just know that Stevie is now Steph W. We decided to come up with a nickname for her. We're so, going to give it a go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so we literally just got off our horses, had some fajitas, and now we're sitting with Jennifer Bobby after we just did a clinic with her and Ashley Lacey. Um, and it was an awesome clinic, and we're super excited to be speaking with her. Uh, so Jenna, Jen, how are you doing? I'm good. Thanks for coming, guys. <laughs> yeah, no, thank you for giving us this clinic. That was phenomenal. Mm -hmm. Great. I took a lot out of it. Yes. And then yes. our before and after runs yeah. speak for themselves as well. Yeah. We should post those. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. we should. Yeah, we're definitely going to post those for you guys. And we're going to give you a whole scoop of what we did in this clinic a little bit later. But let's get to know you a little bit, Jen. Um, so how did you start barrel racing? Um, so I actually wasn't born into a horse family at all. We moved up to Grand Prairie when I was nine, and the selling feature to convince us to move here was my mom would buy us a horse. <laughs> so, <laughs> so she did. She bought us, and I even remember it was like this little, like spindly little pony. I think she paid like 400 bucks for it at auction. <laughs> and I actually wanted to be a show jumper. Like that was my dream. And then I, wanted, I went through a stage where I wanted to be a jockey. Yeah. And then my parents are like, let's try and get her barrel racing. So <laughs> then, then they did. And I, I never looked back. Like barrel yeah. racing has just been like second nature to me. So what age was that when you um, started barrel racing? I probably started about age 11. Oh, wow. Um, but it was like, going to Jim Canna and just getting around three barrels. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there was no finesse to it. No. Yeah. Just go fast and exactly. get around those barrels. <laughs> yeah. It was like kick, kick, kick. And then it, it wasn't long before my parents were like, I think we better get her some lessons. <laughs> she's going really fast, but she's yeah. not really turning. So yeah, <laughs> that was like me. I had 20 meter circles around each, yeah. each barrel, but I went fast and I always won the 3d. <laughs> so did I. Well, you like, know, I did a barrel and a half and then I was back home and then my horse oh. was eating grass around the pen. So <laughs> yeah. you got to start somewhere. Yeah. So exactly. did you, um, did you high school rodeo, that kind of thing growing up? I did. I high school rodeoed. Um, I was a 
for event cowgirl because I hated pole bending. So after crashing poles at the, every fall I would go in and I'd be like, I'm going to pole bend. And I'd crash poles at the first three rodeos. And then I'm like, I'm done. <laughs> so I was a four event cowgirl. I goat tied. I was a really good goat tie. I barrel raced, team roped and breakaway roped. Um, went to Silver State. I never made nationals, but I did go to Silver State in several events. So yeah, wow. I went up through the ranks. Did you, um, so you obviously have some post-secondary education. Did you pursue barrel racing at that time or did you have to take a little break? Uh, I didn't take a break, but I didn't college rodeo. Uh, I stayed home. It was kind of nice because uh, Grand Prairie Regional College does offer um, your full education degree. Okay. So I was able to stay home and I was able to keep barrel racing. Um, but at that time it was, I mean, you know how college is. Yeah. <laughs> There's more important things than yeah. your riding. So um, my parents were really really patient with me and just kind of let me do my thing and blow out some steam. And then I came back to it. So, mm -hmm. so can you give us an overview of the different hats worn by Jennifer Robinson? <laughs> we know that you are a barrel horse trainer and you also own, um, the saloon tack and supplement store here. And then we've also heard that you acquired OE Canada mm -hmm. too. Are we missing anything there? Uh, no. Um, I, I, tried to substitute teach this year too on top of all of that but I did one half day and my husband came home to me trying really really desperately to get through horses and he sat me down and was like you need to not sub mm -hmm. so so I got out of that which was really nice um but yeah I I train horses full-time and um I like to say that I'm a barrel horse trainer but honestly that's not all I do I mm -hmm. I get on a lot of horses that just need to get more broke yeah um and I would say that actually probably 70% of what comes in is not in for barrel training okay um oh, wow. and then I own the saloon tack and supplements and that that was actually kind of the first step um I started that probably I guess it would be about three years ago now and it started with just being a Zestera distributor and then I was like well this is sweet I can get my products cheaper mm -hmm. so then I started looking into other products and I was like well this is even cooler because now <laughs> yeah. not only am I getting them cheaper but I'm selling enough that I'm not actually buying my own stuff yeah. mm -hmm. um, and then I became an OE rep and last year the uh, the girl that had originally brought OE nutraceuticals into Canada and done all the legwork and got all the Health Canada approval. She was originally from Ontario. Her name's Callie Gray. She's a great, great gal. Um, she moved permanently to the States. So she was discovering that she couldn't just do it all. She's mm -hmm. like, I can't make it work in Canada and live down here. So she approached me and she said, would you be interested? And um, my mom actually came through and she helped me to be able to buy the rights mm -hmm. and uh it's been really really good it's definitely been a learning curve it's <laughs> yeah, it's definitely sure. different like dealing with the border and yeah. naftas and i could tell you all day long about <laughs> health canada regulations and i've learned so oh, much yeah. so um between that and and my own horses it's a full-time job mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then now you just added something else uh these clinics with yourself and ashley lacy so can you tell us a little bit about those and the uh idea you guys have behind them yeah absolutely so um our clinics actually it's kind of funny how it came into fruition because i never wanted to be a clinician like i <laughs> idolize andrea udall and when I branched out on my own, people were like, well, are you going to do clinics? And I'm like, oh, God, no. That is Andrea's <laughs> job. She's good at it, and she can keep doing it. But about three weeks ago, I was looking at the schedule, and I'm like, oh, look, there's a free day at Teepee. So I text Ashley, and I was like, would you do a clinic with me? And I don't know if she, like, was immediately like, yes, absolutely. <laughs> 
so I waited and waited and waited and finally she's like, yeah, that's a good idea. So then it just blew up. We started talking about it and really coming into our own ideas. And, and one thing that we really, really want to stress in our clinics is um, positivity and building yourself and mm -hmm. becoming a good person to make everything else fall together. So that's kind of where we're going with our clinics. It's not necessarily um, a, a drill sergeant type deal. It's, it's more of like building you to make yeah. everything else fall into place. Um, and our next clinic is actually, um, it's a ladies only clinic and it, it's geared towards those moms or ladies that are just struggling to get out and do it. So we're really, really excited to see how that one goes. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. That's an exciting one. Um, I think we want to kind of pick your brain about how, what you noticed about our horses. Mm -hmm. So maybe we'll start with Stevie. <laughs> we'll talk about uh, what you noticed about her horse, what she improved on. And maybe Stevie, your thoughts about yeah. this clinic. <laughs> so, um, Stevie, that's, that, it's hard for me to call her that. Yeah, uh, I know. So I've, I've actually worked with, um, Steph and Joe a lot in the past. I'm pretty blessed to have had her support for a long time. Um, so going into today, I kind of knew and had ideas about what I wanted to work on with her and uh Joe is the kind of mare that just kind of wants to get flat on the backsides of her barrels and get her head up and so we worked a lot today on softening her rib mm -hmm. and getting her to relax around the barrels and it paid off like at, it, her final run was absolutely gorgeous she trusted the mare and and really worked on herself to get herself in her her body position mm -hmm. proper so yeah it was it was awesome yeah and I'm like, I haven't felt her run like that in years. Wow. Yeah. Your <laughs> before and after run is just like yeah, unreal. I'm yeah, like, yeah. Oh, I've always been like, I know we had it once, but like we kind of health issues and whatnot. And we've just been having a tough time. And I, yeah, it was pretty amazing. It was really <laughs> I'm cool. excited. Yeah. You see that outside eye sometimes yeah. too. Yeah. Like, you know, we ride with each other and yeah. just maybe aren't as knowledgeable as somebody that has yeah. so much experience, rides so mm -hmm. many horses. Well, yeah. And, and even um, like the things like, it's good having people shout at me during my run. Cause like, yeah, I that felt, made a difference. Yeah. And I <laughs> felt myself going in doing the same things, but then I, I'm like, Hey, no, I gotta just let her do her thing. And as soon as I changed, I felt complete. Cause she was horse. running. Yeah. But yeah. She, yeah. Just, like, handled the turns way differently. Yeah. And yeah. honestly, like, a lot of times when you do add speed with Joe, it's almost like she takes a stride or two past the barrel. Yeah, she's uh, just like, let's just let's run. <laughs> Go but crazy. This is the first time I've actually yeah. seen her wrap around mm -hmm. a barrel, and it looked unreal. Like, it I watched the video, good. like, back again <laughs> when you guys were downstairs eating, and I was just like, oh, my God, that was so nice. Oh, I need to watch it. I haven't even watched it. <laughs> we'll put them side by side. Yeah. I'm excited to watch it, and yeah. I watched it already. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Awesome. Um, and what about Nadine? What did we notice mm -hmm. about Nadine and Cash? Today? So I've watched Cash for quite a while and the mare is so talented, but mm -hmm. such a struggle. And today she went from being kind of flat and kind of opinionated to a <laughs> lot more elevated, so much softer in the face and so mm -hmm. much more collected. Mm -hmm. And her final run too, like yeah. you trusted her mm -hmm. and let her work and were so brave and it paid off. And, yeah. and again, these are, these are the things I'm talking about are things, changes that you girls made, not necessarily yeah. that the horses made. And that's, that's kind of where we're trying to go with this whole movement, yeah. I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Definitely. Yeah. yeah. And what, what I noticed about this clinic is it wasn't like we were riding with someone that was teaching us. It's always, it was almost more like we're riding with a yeah. friend. It was like, we have someone here that's teaching us and like, but so kind. Mm-hmm. And the whole time, like I felt so good about myself and it was really nice to know that my horse had all those traits. I just wasn't applying them yeah. exactly properly. Um, and actually this, the second run that we did, I had the problem that happened to me every time, like mm-hmm. kind of leaving second barrel. So it was awesome that we got to do that, change things up. And then I had a probably the nicest run I ever had here in Teepee Creek. So yeah. mm-hmm. it was and, awesome. And even like you were saying, um, just like how it's more like riding with a friend. And it's just so cool, like with your clinics, just um, focusing on being a support system for each other. Mm-hmm. That's just, so yeah. important to yeah. us. That is and that's a big difference. What we're trying to accomplish. Yeah. <laughs> I think the most I've ever taken from a clinic was today, which is awesome. And it's great that we, I'm so happy we live in the same area. Because now it's like, if I ever have a problem, <laughs> okay. come back. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So if you, need, if you need good riding friends and like quality <laughs> trainers, come up to Northern Alberta. Yeah. It's not so bad up here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and uh, Ray. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's it's cool because I've actually watched all your mares mm-hmm. for yeah, a long time. True, yeah. yeah, and uh, the one thing like I'm still stuck on this. I have I know I've been stuck on it all afternoon. But Ray's first run, her tail was like a freaking <laughs> motor train. Yeah, like it was swinging so fast. She was so angry, and by the end, we had that mare just like she was still twitching her tail, but not like she yeah. was. Like she was so much more relaxed all round. Mm-hmm. And again, we just softened the rib. We got. Steph relaxing and mm-hmm. and it makes such a huge difference when when you focus on what you need to do and not so much focus on them or yeah. what's gonna go wrong or like it that's what it they count on us to be yeah. that person for them so when we can just relax and kind of let them work they sometimes surprise us yeah when you told yeah. me relax roll your hips back it was like whoa she just went yeah. exactly where we were aiming to what we were aiming to do she just softened right up and moved over and yeah it slowed was awesome. down and yeah yeah, it was yeah ray and, killed that run and with ray we we really worked on not so much uh face control but small movements with your body mm-hmm. and that was a like a game changer yeah that was a i'm game gonna be working on a lot more hip control after this yep. clinic when i go yeah. home a lot more <laughs> you guys yeah. they even have a binder full of drills and it's awesome like we flipped through and i'm like these are like unreal drills i've never even seen before we took like, some pictures yeah of we did take some pictures. that one's all ashley i yeah, i like even took idea. the pictures of those actually she sent them to me but i yeah. mean i'm kind of spoiled because <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i have like that that relationship with her but yeah, yeah they that is like phenomenal yeah yeah the, the book of drills for sure and it and sounds like yeah she's like willie and willie 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 <laughs> willing and happy to share those with um everyone that comes to the she is, yeah. yeah she is and like even you guys if you listen to her podcast with French's Hula Guy, you'll hear how knowledgeable and mm-hmm. so much information she has. She has the same amount of knowledge for training horses, riding colts. So this is a great, great clinic, yeah. no matter what level that you're at. And also the importance you place on relaxing <laughs> is very, very good. <laughs> like I remember, I, was it last year or the year before? At um, It was last year. In Pinocchio. Yeah. I was like, Jen, can you come and just come to the warm-up pen when I'm going in for my run because I was just so nervous. 
And I'm like, I'm in there and I'm waiting. I'm like, where is she? Oh my goodness. And I'm just like, okay, I'm just going to start loping circles. So I get my momentum and I'm just like loping, loping. And then all of a sudden I hear Jen and she's like, Steph, Steph, relax. And I was like, oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) And it was like such a difference. But I was so tense. Like, I don't think I was breathing. And you don't know when you're tense (laughs) either until you go to think about it yeah or someone tells you mm-hmm. or screams at you well, to relax <laughs> even yeah. something that you noticed about my mare is that she might not have been even breathing at the backside of first barrel going into second and yeah so for me i i always am concerned like is she gonna turn like or what's gonna happen so i think when i started breathing she started breathing absolutely too. Yeah. yeah oh yeah it was so funny because that's <laughs> like exactly when that happened you were like running in the dirt you're like i know exactly what happened <laughs> <laughs> yeah i was oh, excited <laughs> yeah. i'm gonna fix so yeah that was awesome mm-hmm. mm. what's that smell it doesn't smell like horse poop for once that's equifuse it gives healthy strong and shiny coats and manes and tails in just one bath and trust me it works i used it just once and it helped me pick up a bull rider <laughs> Trust us, guys. In all seriousness, this is an amazing product. If you use the code HORSEPORT10 at checkout, you'll receive a discount. Now enjoy the rest of this episode. So, Jen, you've got all these different things on your plate, training and a couple of different businesses. How do you manage your time? Very poorly. <laughs> okay, oh, so no. honestly... That wasn't the advice I was looking for. <laughs> I'm just being honest. So, um, I am... The only time I actually get anything done when it comes to the two businesses is the first thing in the morning. So I get up at six, between six and seven, uh, I go out and feed. And then while the horses are eating, that's when I do my invoicing. Mm -hmm. I'll get my shipments ready to go out. um, Anything like that. Like I, I try and keep up with it, but unfortunately other things don't get kept up with like (laughs) my taxes. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm awful. And then, so then the other night I'm sitting there and it's my, I need to put in my first OE order of the season. And like my OE orders are huge. They have Mm -hmm. to be in order to justify the shipping. Yeah. And so I'm sitting there and I'm like, got my head in my hands and Tyler's like, what is going on? I'm like, you'd think after a year I would have this down pat, but I have no idea what to order. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, well, like, what are you going through? I'm like, all of it. I'm going through all of it, but I cannot order all of it right now. And I'm just having a meltdown. And he's like, okay, crazy lady. And he knows just like to walk away. He's like, yeah, whatever. And honestly, the only time that I'm really good at time management is with the horses. Like they're that I can, I'm bang on every day. Like schedule. Yeah. Like I'm very scheduled. Um, I'm the one that suffers, not them. Mm -hmm. So my, in the morning I ride my client horses and my colts because I'm fresh. And I've explained that to clients. Like I just, it, don't tell me you're going to come watch your horse work in the afternoon because after about horse 10, I'm toast. Yeah. So it's just too much to ask for me to get on your horse last and it's mm-hmm. not fair to your horse. Mm-hmm. So, um, I, I ride my client horses in the morning and then I take them home and they get lunch. So then they get to eat. I don't. Yeah, I, I load up the next say, load. What do you eat? <laughs> and uh, I, I come back with another load. And then I'm usually, I usually get here about nine in the morning. If I'm a real keener, which during egg show, I'm actually going to have to be down here about six, which I'm dreading, but I have mm-hmm. to. Um, if I'm a real keener, I'll be down here for 830. And I'm, I try to be down my first load by noon. And yeah. 
then I'm back here at one and I'm here until four. Okay. That's an ideal day. Most days I'm here <laughs> at nine, I'm here until two, and then I'm back here at three and I'm here until seven. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. my selling point to my husband when I quit my job was I'll be home in the evenings. <laughs> He's oh, like, I'm man. still waiting for you to make dinner. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and actually, so getting into yeah. that, let's talk a little bit about how you um, made the transition from full-time teacher mm-hmm. to full-time barrel horse trainer. Is this um, something you've been planning or wanting to work towards for a while? Uh, Yeah, it's always been in the back of my mind that that's what I wanted to do. However, I am probably, well, I am my own hardest critic. And through the years, I've had people ask me like, oh, would you take my horse? Oh, when are you going to start taking outside horses? And and then when Famous won the, the, the first round, the finals a few years ago, then it really exploded and girls were like, when are you going to take outside horses? Mm-hmm. Like, are you going to start training? And I'm like, well, I'd love to, but yeah. it, I don't know if it's really feasible. And um, teaching, I'm, I'm going to try and be really careful about how I say this, but teaching's changed mm-hmm. over the last seven or eight years. And um, it's, it's gone a different direction than I'm comfortable with. And my last year of teaching was very, very tough. Mm-hmm. Um, And I just kind of got really burnt out. And it came to a point where I needed to make a change in order to love my job because I wasn't loving my job. So I either needed to step away from it or start becoming that person that I really wasn't going to want to be. So I sat down with my husband and I said, like, I need a change. I don't know how we're going to do this because I don't think we can financially afford it. But something's got to give. So um, we sat down and we discussed it and there was actually a point where he's like, I don't think we can do this. Like you would need to have five horses in a month. And do you think you can do that? And I was like, no, (laughs) like who wants to hire me? Like that's where I was still (laughs) mentally. So this was about January last year. And finally in February, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to start taking horses. And if it goes good, then I can make the decision. Mm -hmm. Well, I put my name out there and it was like a, like a race who can get their horse in with me faster. And so I was like, I'm going to take two horses a month. Yeah. That turned into four. <laughs> and I was still teaching full time. So I was riding six head a night after a full day of teaching. Oh my. And, uh, <laughs> but then I, I knew I was hireable. I knew that yeah. people want me on their horses. So, um, about the middle of February, we sat down and Tyler was like my husband. He is the most incredible man. And he is honestly <laughs> the reason I can do what I do. Um, he said, you know what? He's like, I think we can make this work. So, uh, I, I told him, I said, well, I can take a leave of absence or I can just give up my position. But I think if I don't go back teaching, I'm probably never going to. Mm -hmm. So, um, we just decided that I would give up my contract, which was some people would say was stupid, but I'm happy with my decision. I'm confident in my decision. It's not something that I ever, there's not a day I ever think like, Oh, this sucks. I should go back teaching. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's, it's just honestly been going uphill ever since Mm -hmm. but it's not easy like I am broke (laughs) and it's hard work it is hard work like I work way harder than I ever did as a teacher Mm -hmm. I wasn't a very good teacher but I work way harder than I ever did (laughs) as a teacher and uh I told you I'm honest (laughs) and uh like I don't get days off like even weekends they still need to be fed They still need to be taken care of. Pens still need to be like me and Carly. I'm really good friends with Carly Christensen and we joke about it. I said, (laughs) so, uh, yeah, you've just ridden 12 head. Guess what you get to go do now? You don't get to go to sleep. You have to go (laughs) clean pens and doctor horses. And like, it is not over. It is like 
feet I, and do yes. hay nets and do this. Exactly. Yeah. Like, yeah. I ride for 12 hours a day, and then I go and do four hours of chores. Like, it is hard, hard work. And, mm-hmm. and like I said, you don't get days off. And then now with clinics or if there's a jackpot on a weekend, that's another day. Yeah, and, exactly. And jackpots aren't just fun anymore. Like, a lot of times you're, you're I'm working. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. Mm-hmm. it's it's a very different lifestyle. I wouldn't trade it for the world. I love what I do, and I'm so thankful that my husband allows me to do it. But it's it's not. I'm not comfortable um, financially the way I yeah. was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. How many horses do you like to have a month? Um, well, I ride twelve to fourteen a day. Which oh makes me goodness. look like I'm rich if nine of them weren't mine. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah. I, I, I'm comfortable taking five a month. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the summer, it does get busier. Last summer, I think I was up to eight at one point. Okay. Um, at least the days are longer and you can... Mm-hmm. And I'm at home, right? Like, yeah. The hauling is... It yeah, makes exactly. it tiring. Yeah. yeah. Do you have so, an outdoor arena? I yeah. do. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I have an arena at home. So yeah. Yeah. That helps a lot. Yeah. A lot. <laughs> so when you go to jackpots now, knowing that clients and stuff are going to be watching you, um, how does that change your mindset at a jackpot? It doesn't. No. That's no. Awesome. Um, it used to. It used to be something that I would be like, oh my god. Like I have a hula guy gelding that he's been with me for a really long time, and if his owner would show up, or I'd go to where she is, and I'd be like oh my gosh, Tommy's here. (laughs) And now it's like, you know what? Like they believe in me. Mm -hmm. Otherwise their horse wouldn't be with me. So whatever happens, happens. And a lot, I'm really, really blessed in that a lot of my owners, they understand the process Mm -hmm. and they're okay with whatever happens. So, um, yeah, That's I the kind of clients you want to have. Exactly. Oh yes. (laughs) (laughs) That is true. Yeah. So we had some questions on Instagram from Victoria, Courtney, um, and Becca, but they already kind of got answered, but thank you so much for submitting your questions and we're happy that they got answered. Um, but Sarah wants to know, how did you get to where you are today and how do you save and budget to also pursue, pursue this career full time? Um, so this is the question that I don't think my answer is going to impress people. <laughs> uh, you can't save and budget to do this. Yeah. Um, I've actually had other people message and call asking that same question. And if you don't have another source of income, it's impossible. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if I wasn't in a really good marriage where I was very, very well supported, both emotionally and financially, I couldn't do this. Yeah. Um, it's impossible. Like the amount that I make as a trainer is enough to cover my entry fees and feed for the horses. Mm-hmm. Like it does not cover bills. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, it's a tough <laughs> go. It's not yeah. something that you can just like wake up one morning and be like, I'm going to be a horse trainer and it's going to pay my mortgage yeah. and my truck payment. And it, it just doesn't work that way. Mm-hmm. And imagine even more so like if you, um, you know, had to make payments on an arena or you like had the yeah. a dream to build an arena, like yeah. you're saying it's tough to make a go. And like you guys are blessed with this facility here, yes. but oh man, to, yeah, like to run a facility and pay for the utilities and the payments. On yeah. It. Oh, I my. pay my horse trailer payment and that is it. Like I'm really lucky. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, that was like the selling feature. I'm like, uh, so I'll pay for the horse trailer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you better believe every month. Where's that payment? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, so, yeah, it's 
I mean, I don't want to disappoint anybody, but that is just the reality yeah. of it. It's it's hard, hard work, especially when you're starting out. Like mm-hmm. like December was, I was begging for horses, and and it wasn't just me. It was every. I found out later it was every trainer. Oh, okay. that's yeah. just a slow time, yeah, right? So, exactly. Um, you, that's another thing you have to accommodate and think about those things that mm-hmm. I'm not making enough monthly to to cover that month let alone the month where I don't have much in so yeah yeah, it's it is tough um you have to really love it as far as how I got where I am today uh I don't think that I'm superwoman I don't think I'm really great I think I just got really lucky and got to make a really nice horse yeah Mm -hmm. and the fact that I got to make a really nice horse taught me a lot and it made me someone that people are willing to take a chance on yeah so I I don't know that I'm really that great I just I was blessed with famous yeah yeah for sure yeah so do you have any kind of insurance or anything um for yourself like in case you lose a finger or no (laughs) no and actually going to that I got hurt really bad in September I got Mm -hmm. bucked off a client horse and I took three days off but I probably should have taken three weeks oh yeah so um but that's why because I Every day that those horses sit at my place and not aren't ridden, I still have to pay to feed them. Yeah, yeah exactly. So um, it it's a it's that's another thing that's tough. Mm-hmm. Like you can't afford to get hurt or or anything. Like we have health insurance through my husband, but it's not. I mean, I don't work. I don't get paid. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. So that's been a big transition. Same with sick days. Mm-hmm. I don't get sick days. As a teacher, it was like, oh, you're sick? Well, here's your wage anyway. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. like, yeah, so now it's like, oh, you're sick? You better get yeah. your butt out there and get on some horses. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So... <laughs> And you probably don't get paid holidays. <laughs> no, nope, sure don't. In fact, family day, my husband was like, oh, so what are you doing today? I'm like, well, I'm working. Yeah. Enjoy your day. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. So what, like during this transition, what has been the most rewarding thing for you? Um, one thing that never, ever gets old is when a, a, an owner gets back on their horse. Like yeah. that is literally like the best feeling ever when (laughs) when Nona gets back on their horse and feels the things that I've worked on it's it's incredible Mm -hmm. yeah and and just like my job is rewarding daily like when a horse gets something it's like yeah no kidding like (laughs) it is so much fun and and like I get to I get to try out so many different Cadillacs. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. Like That's I had, true. I had a friend send me three horses last month and it was, they were, ca- they were actual Cadillacs and, and they're all really broke. And I was, I bra- I bragged about them all the time. So I'm like, <laughs> I like, not everybody gets to swing a leg over these mares yeah. and make her run. Like I am so lucky. Yeah. <laughs> and you get to try out all the different bloodlines before you I buy. Do. Yeah. I do. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. I've been on some pretty nice ones. That's for that's sure. That's cool. Yeah. So speaking of being able to try all these different bloodlines and different styles of horses, how do you, how do you, how can you tell when one has the it factor? Oh gosh, this is a question I've been brewing on all night. So, uh, <laughs> oh yeah, because I sent you Danica yes. asked that on Instagram. Um, so I, I don't even really know how to explain it. A horse that has it just, they move different. Yeah. They, they do like famous. He moves so different. He is just so athletic and just has 
it. Yeah. And I have a three-year-old right now that's the same way. Like he gives me goosebumps when he loafs a circle because mm-hmm. he just has so much natural ability. They move under themselves differently. Yeah. And um, they just have that winner's kind of personality and attitude. And um, it's it's really something that I don't think you can pinpoint until you get on them and yeah, start probably. riding them. More like a feel. It, it, yeah. it really is. That's exactly you, what it is. Yeah. It's a feel. And if you haven't felt it, then no. <laughs> how are you going to know? Well, and, and that is, that is so yeah. true. Like, like this, this three-year-old is, pr- he's pretty impressive, mm-hmm. but he, like they, a good, a nice horse, like those horses that have it, they just, they can make moves that you're like, whoa, where did that come from? Yeah. Like, they are just incredible. Like, I got on Famous for the first time, again, in the arena about a month ago, and you couldn't wipe the smile off my face because <laughs> I'm on Colts all winter, and I'm like, oh, feel that hip underneath me. Like, <laughs> I just melted because I'm like, oh, yeah, so he's so – and I, I remember saying to Colton, I'm like – He's just, he just moves so different. Like, this is what a good horse feels like. Like, like I was so excited. And yeah, they just, they move different. Like, they just have something in Mm -hmm. them. Like, it's hard to really explain. Yeah. So what's your three-year-old bred like? Uh, My three-year-old is actually a Barely Royal out of a Frenchman's Guy daughter. Mm -hmm. And I ended up with him in a trade deal. I didn't even want him. (laughs) And he's a super stakes colt. And I remember sending the ad to Andrea Udall and I was like, what do I do? Cause she knew the mare I was trading Mm -hmm. off. And she goes, you take the money, you take the horse and you run. (laughs) (laughs) And so I did. And, and I didn't really want him cause I have another one the same age. And now I'm like, Whoa, this is a nice colt. And he really is like, he is jam packed full of attitude and he's super fractious. Like I, (laughs) I was saying earlier, I'm positive. He will buck me off one day. (laughs) but he is so keen and like he's just coming through and he lopes through like he's been doing it his whole life like he has moves on the backside of a barrel that i i haven't felt on horses i've been on for years like he Mm -hmm. is just so natural and so talented so he is nice (laughs) i can't wait to watch him yeah Yeah. awesome yeah would you say you have a favorite style of horse to run um famous yeah (laughs) (laughs) um I don't know that I have a favorite style. I just really like my style. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I like them to really come back hard on the backside and leave hard. And uh, when a horse does that, like, oh, it just, it makes me so happy. Mm -hmm. And that, that is something that I strive for in everything. And um, I've, I've kind of learned through what I do that any horse can be a barrel horse and any horse can move correctly mm-hmm. to be a barrel horse. And, and so as long as there's quality movement and they're moving correctly, like, I guess that's my favorite style. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So how do you adjust your riding style when you're doing four different, or riding four different horses at a jackpot? Oh gosh, that one is <laughs> actually tough. I've actually mulled over this one too. Uh, so I, I, if you notice, like pay attention next time you see me at a jackpot, I place my horses in the draw specifically yeah like you'll always see me start out on the same horse and that's because I know I need to be in a different mental state depending Mm -hmm. on the horse so um I I tend to take my stronger ones or my runnier horses and I'll run them first because as I get 
running more at a jackpot, I tend to get a little bit more handsy and a little more free myself. Okay. So, so I want to be on my runnier horses when I go down the alleyway the first time because I'm a little bit more reserved mm-hmm. and I, I'm a little bit more correct. Um, and then when I get on my um, steadier horses, it's all for nothing. Yeah. So I got to be in that mindset to bring my energy up and just let them roll. Yeah. Yeah. That's so cool. I've never heard anyone say it like that yeah, before. Yeah, that's actually a good way mm-hmm. to think about it. So do you have any words of wisdom for anyone that maybe is thinking of starting this whole training thing out? (laughs) Don't do it. (laughs) I'm just joking. Um, So I'm a big believer in mentorship. Uh, Mm -hmm. I was, I have been really, really blessed to ride with some incredible horsemen and horsewomen. Um, Mel Highland has been a huge part of my Mm -hmm. life and, and he's taught me so much about horsemanship. And, uh, Andrea Udall has been, she is probably honestly like the, the turning point in my whole life. She, she picked me off, off, up off the ground when I was at my worst and she made me believe that I was capable and, um, she she really is a, a great lady and she she really taught me that I am worthy and I I can really go and fly with it. And mm-hmm. uh, I, I actually remember her sitting me down and being like, you need to stop riding crap. Like she actually <laughs> said that to me. Oh, no. She's like, you need to stop riding these junky horses because <laughs> you are really talented and you need to be on on better horses. Yeah. And, and that but that was I needed to hear that. Yeah. Like I needed to hear like you're talented. Yeah. Go for it. Mm-hmm. So I am, I am adamant that if this is something that you want to do, you need to go out and learn. Yeah. Don't stop learning. And, uh, I actually had a little girl and this is, this is kind of funny. This is a kind of funny story. We did a, <laughs> we did a gym canna clinic the other night, me and Ashley. And, and this little girl says to me, she goes, oh, you're a great rider. I said, well, thank you. <laughs> she goes, did you teach yourself to ride? And I laughed and I said, no, honey. I said, I've spent thousands and thousands and even more thousands on riding lessons. (laughs) (laughs) So so her eyes were as big as saucers and she's like, oh, I can't afford that. (laughs) Yeah, that's not the answer I thought you were going to give me. So, um, that, that is my like advice to anybody who wants Mm -hmm. to do this is go out and shadow somebody who who's riding you really admire and really think is good for you. Like I have watched a lot of, of riders and, and I've shadowed a lot of riders and I've learned from a lot of people, but ultimately the ones that I learned the most from are the ones whose style matched mine. So that's like the number one thing. And don't be scared to take the same clinic 15 times Mm -hmm. because that's just going to make your program stronger. Like I could have lived with Andrea, like, that we were close and, mm-hmm. and, but my program is not identical to hers and it never yeah. will be. So, um, a lot of that is, is about, it's about learning and it's yeah. about really finding your niche and really developing your own program and, mm-hmm. and, and staying true to that. Yeah. But don't do, do yourself a huge favor and don't just quit your job and become a horse trainer because you've ridden <laughs> a horse three times. Yeah, please. Exactly. <laughs> years yeah. and years yeah. and thousands yeah. and thousands. Yeah. Of learning, like yeah. dedicate yeah. yourself to, to, to learning and to being the best you can be. Yeah. would be my my best advice yeah mm-hmm. yeah Alrighty, so let's get into your string of horses um we know that you have a pretty special boy and he's got a special story can you tell <laughs> us all a little bit about famous and how you ended up with him so um famous is is pretty amazing 
Uh, <laughs> we actually purchased Famous's mom. She's a daughter of Red out of um, a Johnny Boone mare, which is easily is this, smashed. Is this running bread? Like a- yeah, so old style running line. So mm-hmm. Red is actually a thoroughbred stallion. He um, sired Christina Richmond's NFR horse. That was years ago. Um, and and he's actually turned out to be a really nice barrel broodmare sire. Hmm. Okay. Uh, so we purchased the mare and she was in full with Famous. And uh, when she foaled, I I'd never had anything with those bloodlines. Like Famous is out of Jail Sirocco, who is a dash to fame out of a band of Azure mare. And I was like, woohoo, dash to fame. Like I'm finally <laughs> getting my hands on yeah. one of these suckers. And he was born. He was big. He was beautiful. He was impressive. He was so nice. And a week later, we went out and he was neurological. So he'd mm-hmm. gotten a bacterial infection and um, he was sick. So we called the vet and the vet came out and put him on an IV. And I remember it like it was yesterday. And she said, he has a suck reflex. So right now his chances are at 60%. And I was mm-hmm. like, well, 60% is better than zero. So let's roll with it. Yeah. And they left and she told me, she said, we'll be back before the IV runs out. He'll be okay. Well, four hours later, the IV runs out and they're not back. And hmm. he went down oh again. God. And they showed up and they didn't tell me at the time, but at that point, his chances had gone to 5%. Mm-hmm. So they put him back on IV and through the night, she said, he's going to be down most of the night. You guys should be able to sleep. Well, four hours later, he's standing, nursing and running away from us. <laughs> he was down for a maximum of 20 minutes of a, at a time all night. Oh. <laughs> so it was the longest night of my life, yeah. but like in a good way. Yeah. So the next morning, the vet shows up and she's like, they, they pull up and they're checking his vitals and stuff. And I can hear her and her, her assistant whispering. And I'm like, what the heck? And finally, she's like, I don't know what happened. She's like, but this sucker was supposed to die. <laughs> and I'm like, well, he's still alive. Yeah. <laughs> he's a fighter. He's yeah. A fighter. Like, yeah. And, and I mean, even at that point, I was like, you know, it doesn't even matter if Famous wants to be a barrel horse. Like, I don't care. Yeah. Because we got so lucky. And people have asked me since, like, would you do it again? Uh, no. In 16 years, the vet had never seen one survive. I wouldn't do it again. <laughs> yeah. Like, I can't be that lucky. Um, but as as we started him under saddle, Mel Highland started him under saddle. And it was kind of funny because Mel's like, I don't think this sucker's going to make a barrel horse. Like, he really? is so lazy. <laughs> really? and, lazy? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, he's Aww. he's still really lazy. <laughs> so, yeah. Mel's like, I don't know. Like, here here's your horse. But, like, he doesn't really like to go. So, yeah. good luck with that. So, as I started riding him, he was, like, the colt that you could feel there was something there. Like, there was that star potential. But he would always choose the path of least resistance. So you'd be doing a circle and he would get to the three quarter point and he'd just leave. And I'm like, no, like I didn't really know what I was doing at that point, but I knew that wasn't. Good. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm like, no, you can't do that. And every time I would ask him for something, he'd be like, well, this is faster. And I'm like, <laughs> oh gosh. So uh, I started bringing him up. And one thing with famous is he was deathly afraid of cows, like so afraid. So I, as a four-year-old, I'm like, I need help. Like, how is this guy going to be a barrel horse and a rodeo horse yeah. if he can't even see a cow without losing his marbles? <laughs> so I sent him to Mark Nugent for six weeks. And I don't know what Mark did with him, but he's fine with cows now. Yeah. I don't really care what he did with him. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so I get him back and I start, like, enter, like 
exhibitioning him. And I like remember his last exhibition before I could start entering him, he ran top of the 1D and I was like, holy, <laughs> like I've got a nice horse yeah. here. And I panicked and I called Jillian and I was like, I don't want to wreck him. What do I do? <laughs> so she gave me, she was really good. She gave me some advice and stuff. And um, we just brought him up really slow and he, he like hit the ground running. Like he yeah. was top of the 1D when I started entering him. And then we went down to the Faturities in Southern Alberta and we were humbled. I was like, well, <laughs> we weren't last. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, as a six-year-old, he really came on strong. But what a lot of people don't know is he won the first round of the ABRI finals in 2018 with a 17.3. And before that, he'd never been faster than a 17.8. Oh, so, wow. Yeah, like we ran down the alleyway and I remember coming across the line and I saw the clock and I was like, Whoa. and I instantly started crying. I was oh, like, what man. just happened? And then I get back to my trailer and I'd left my phone there and Andrea had called me eight times. Really? <laughs> she was, yeah, and she texts me and she's like, you need to phone me right now. <laughs> she'd been watching the live feed and she's like, oh my God. And that's amazing. So, and then the whole next day I stayed in the trailer because I was like, oh, I don't want to keep hearing that I'm leading it and then not winning. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it was like, but, but that run taught me how to win because like I'd never experienced anything like that yeah so uh yeah it was really neat but he is he is not what everyone thinks he is he is hard to own some days like <laughs> like three weeks ago actually it was probably closer to two weeks ago I go to ride him in the field and there's mama moose comes waltzing across the field <laughs> and he's like I'm out so he's bucking across the field and I'm like famous <laughs> like seriously like I thought we were over this and I had actually like, bragged I'm really good friends with Casey Peters and I'm like Casey he's being so good this spring and she's like you just wait for it sneak attack <laughs> so then that day she's like I told you sneak attack yeah. <laughs> so I get him back to the house and he's like snorting and blowing the whole way back and I put him on the Equivibe and he goes on the Equivibe every single day and I'm videoing him because he's being a dork on the Equivibe and I go back outside to do something else and I come back into the barn and I hear bang and here he is like he's got his leg through the gate on the stocks oh. to the Equivibe and he's like losing it and I just stood there and I'm like oh, oh my no. god like please <laughs> do not break, break a leg like, yeah. so then he jumps the gate and he's <gasps> running around the yard and like flagging his tail and won't let me catch him <laughs> I'm like oh my gosh oh, like someone come get this horse because like he's kind <laughs> Kind of ticking me He's off today. For sale now. Yeah, like, and you could probably get them cheap. Like, but that is what owning famous is actually like. And yeah. a lot of people don't see that. Like, yeah, there are exactly. days where I'm like leading him to the pasture and he's biting me. And I'm like, uh, or today even like I go to catch him and I'm late to meet you ladies and he's like yeah I think I want to run <laughs> he was sweaty when you oh, got him yeah <laughs> yeah he was oh like I'm like really famous like today of all days but yeah. that's what he's actually like and then I've he's so lazy that he lays down and sleeps on the road and I think most people know this about him but I've had girls like come and knock on my trailer door and be like is your horse okay <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, why? Well, because we've been like keeping an eye on him, and he's been flat out for four hours. I'm like, eh, yeah, he likes sorry. to nap. Yeah, he's like that. Like, yeah. <laughs> like he is super relaxed, and he just like he loves my vet. He sees my vet, and he's like, like she was here last Friday, and Jessica Romano is like a huge part of my life, and we're really good friends. And he, he walks into the arena, and he could hear her voice, but he couldn't see her. And he's like, "Where is <laughs> really? she?" Oh yeah, like his ears perk, and he's like, "Where is she?" <laughs> Like, where is Jess? I hear her. She's here. Like, show her to me. Like, so Aww. he, he's one, he is a horse that like bonds 
like mm-hmm. really bonds yeah. and he loves his people. And mm-hmm. when he chooses like a therapist, I stick with it. Yeah. yeah. I stick with it and rerun because <laughs> he is very, very strong likes and dislikes. And he, when he likes them, we keep them around. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, so. man. Yeah. Yeah, Jess has to work at her relationship with Joe. <laughs> well, she comes, she's like, oh, Joe. Yeah, she she said that there's only ever been one other horse that was, like, famous. And it was a very, very, very well-known barrel horse. So oh, okay. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know if that's a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, oh give me my drugs. Yeah, yeah. yeah no yeah. kidding. <laughs> Oh, oh yeah he's pretty funny so yeah yeah so that's famous in a nutshell that's awesome, awesome. Mm-hmm. so you said you have about nine horses of your own that you bring here so when you are going pre- uh, prospect shopping what is something that you look for in each horse or is there a specific confirmation that you like or do you go for more personality in their heart so actually the number one thing I look for I I kind of shop on a budget. So I buy my babies as weanlings or yearlings. Mm -hmm. uh, And I just do that because A, I have a lot of control over everything that happens to them. Mm -hmm. And B, that's when I can afford them. Yeah. Um, So I buy them that young. At that point, I don't feel you can really see a lot of their confirmation. I look at papers. I'm a big Mm -hmm. papers person. And what I've learned in the past six months or eight months is that papers do matter Mm -hmm. um you've always got your outliers the ones that are just freaks and can really do a good job regardless of what the papers say but papers give you just that little bit of a it might work you know like it gives you just that little bit of a chance and um like when I think of my three-year-olds both of them are really well bred and and it's easy for them both like teaching them is so easy because they're bred to do it but then I'll get um, like I have a great gelding right now and it's not as easy for him because he's not bred to do it. And it's, yeah. so, so breeding really does matter. It gives us a really good shot mm-hmm. at, at having them be successful. So breeding is what I look for. Um, I, I am a hip person. If I see a horse with a really nice hip, I can pretty much ignore everything else. And I'm probably yeah. gonna get flamed for saying that, but <laughs> like I am a hip person and um, if I'm looking at the shoulder, which I try not to a lot of the time, <laughs> that's so awful to say. Uh, I like a really elevated shoulder. Okay. So I like a horse that's very upright in the front end okay. um, and a clean throat latch. Like if I'm being really mm-hmm. picky, but I'm not usually that picky. Yeah. Um, yeah legs. I, I'm not really scared of being on something that's a little bit crooked because I don't think anything is really straight and I I'm a maintenance person so I'm not scared to maintain something Mm -hmm. so that's mostly what I look for and that's if I look I end up with so many (laughs) quotes on default like oh my gosh I ended up like I I'm like the queen of bad deals or like queen of farmer trades here poor decision (laughs) like seriously a friend of mine buys this colt last week and I go and pick it up for and then we're talking and it's actually this friend does trailers. I'm pretty sure she did Steph's trailer yeah. right before she came to mind. She puts the floor into the trailers. So anyway, I'm selling this mare for her and I'm like, so I'll just take that colt on commission. And it just came out of my mouth. Like, <laughs> it was supposed to be a joke. Yeah. yeah. So now this colt's staying and like, he's bred really good, but yeah. I'm like, did I really need one? Like, did I really need that? Like, was that a good choice? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and I do that all the time. So a lot of times I don't even get a chance to like 
pick them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they just come to you. <laughs> they just that's come hilarious. to take back what you said. Yeah. They're like, okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that's exactly what they did. Like they jumped on that shit. Yeah. So if you're, what you're saying is if I have a horse for sale, the first person I'm going to contact <laughs> yeah, is you. I see you. No. <laughs> no problem. Buy it. <laughs> no, I, no, that's what I'm saying. I don't buy them. Oh, you just <laughs> trade. Sorry, yeah. Trade. Like I make poor trades. So then like, I, I didn't, I actually haven't told my husband about that one. Hopefully he doesn't listen to this <laughs> podcast. But then like two days later, I made an even better trade and traded a month on a horse for hay. So that was a good oh, one. That's a good one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I feel like yeah. I redeemed myself. Yeah. <laughs> totally. <laughs> it's a wash. We don't yeah. even need to yeah. mention it. <laughs> I don't know why he's still here, honey. <laughs> oh, so boy. what's your favorite bloodline right now to be riding? Oh, I am a dash to fame fan in a big yeah. way like if it has dash fame on the papers i'm probably gonna buy it and i'm probably gonna like it yeah <laughs> yeah like um and if i could own honestly a pen of Siracos, i would famous has been so easy mm-hmm. um in every way under saddle okay. well maybe not right? under saddle. yeah like yeah. except for when he tries to buck me off that happens sometimes too uh <laughs> But he's a winner. And that, like, a lot of the Sirocco's are winners. Like, the Sirocco track record for how many foals he has on the ground is is incredible. So, um, that, I'm a a big Sirocco fan. However, I'm also a big Red fan. And, um... It, it's not they're not as prevalent in Canada but in the the states the red daughters really are proving to be producers especially okay. when crossed on Sirocco so I have two red daughters that are in my broodmare band they are my broodmare band um and and I'm I really really like them uh as far as as bloodlines in Canada I am riding a hula guy that I really really like and mm-hmm. uh I I'll I'll go back to the hula guys for sure yeah. the barely royals are are they're not for everybody, but when you get them, they're incredible. Like yeah. I have two of them and, and they're both really, really talented. Um, I have a ZS fit to fire right now. That is, okay. I think he's going to be a sleeper stallion. I think that everybody should be watching out for him. Cause I think when there are a couple, I know there's a couple that are getting prepped for the super states over the next couple of years. And mm-hmm. I think they're going to be tough. Okay. Um, so, so I think they're going to be ones to watch the ZS fit to fires. And yeah. he's a zippy Zevi dancer out of, uh, a firewater flip red mare so yeah. he is oh, that okay. dash to fame breeding again yeah. and uh yeah like like those are those are some lines that are really standing out to me right now i have a crimson jess that i'm i'm really enjoying he's a little bit different personality from my barely royal uh and i i think we're all gonna want to watch the guys yeah. keeping the fame colts yeah i think yeah. so too yeah, yeah. <laughs> my we have a guys keeping the fame philly out of Famous's mom, she's a yearling and she is impressive. She is super, super nice. So um, I, I think we're going to really want to watch them over the next couple of years. Mm-hmm. Like, I think so too. I yeah. think mm-hmm. they're going to kind of rock Canada a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially because yeah. he runs so nice too. Exactly. Yeah. And he's mm-hmm. got so many full siblings. Like Tiani is, is yeah. ripping oh, yeah. Just it up seen one. Yeah. Yeah. on Famous MacGyver. So I really do think that that guy's mm-hmm. keeping the fame is, is something to watch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've seen Do him at a couple events and he's like a very calm, chill stallion too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's a pleasure to be around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And a big shout out to his owner because she is a big fan of horse sports. She's always <laughs> yeah. trying to get her on here. Yeah. We're trying to get her on here, but she's like always sharing her stuff and liking her things and sharing it. Mm-hmm. So Sierra yes. is yeah. a you, great Sierra. person. Yeah. She is a, she's a big supporter of mine as well. And, and has always been a big fan and, mm-hmm. um, We've actually, she's, she's worked with me to get my Philly super stakes, which was a huge honor coming yeah. from her. So, nice. so that's really exciting. I nice. think we're both really excited about yeah. my Philly. So 
Yeah. So speaking of those brood mares, who are they bred to this for this oh, year? That, that is such a sensitive oh. subject. Oh. <laughs> so I read, uh, I don't know if I'm allowed to even disclose who Saloon was bred to, but I will anyway. Uh, Saloon was bred to Judge Cash, but she uh, oh. slipped her, her embryo at 30 days. So that was tough, yeah. but she'll go back again this year. And then Ray, her, my other red mare, she was bred to Nixter, but she was a maiden mare and just didn't take. So mm-hmm. she'll go back to Nixter again this year. Okay. Um, and then I think after Nixter, we're going to actually go a little different direction with her and go to Lakota chick, who is a reigning bred stallion who stands in Dawson. And, uh, I'm really liking what I'm seeing. Ooh, with cool. his baby. So mm-hmm. I think we're going to go that direction in Saloon. I would really like to go to Epic Leader next. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, the thing with Saloon is she's a proven producer. Yeah. She's, mm-hmm. she's yeah. her, one of her first foals did really, really well. And, and um, when Jill owned her before she got injured, and I mean, I did run her. Mm-hmm. Uh, it would have been a lot different, I think, had she not had her injuries as a foal. But um, Jill, Jill said she had all the talent in the world. So like we can do those bigger name stallions with her i feel yeah so, yeah oh yeah definitely yeah. um so you have a few of your own babies um on the way right now for futurities can you tell us a bit about those, those yeah ones? so um the first one is a four-year-old that's the zs fit to fire mare she's out of a smooth herman mare mm-hmm. uh she is incredible but again another one of those default horses that i didn't pick <laughs> <laughs> so i ended up with her uh she was bought out of the cloverleaf sale uh and i was given the opportunity to buy her as a two-year-old and she is unbelievable. She is so talented and so smart and so natural. She gives me chills. Like <laughs> I, I told Rhonda, Rhonda Allen is her breeder, and I told her, I said, I want to win the Super Stakes. So that is my ultimate goal with oh, her. Oh, that'd be amazing. Yeah, and, <laughs> and she is exhibitioning about top of the 2D right now. We'll turn her out probably for about a month in the next little bit here just to give her mind a break. Yeah. And then she'll go down the road with me all summer. Okay. Like we bought the stock combo so that I can pack it full. Yeah. Like <laughs> my husband's like, I think five is enough. I'm like, I think seven <laughs> is enough. <Yeah. laughs> so so uh, how many can you fit in there? Well, I'm told when we bought the trailer, he's like, yeah, the pickup guys are getting six or seven in there. <laughs> so I figure I can get seven easy. Yeah. Like I'm yeah. pretty strategic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, you had it. You had them in there pretty yeah, yeah pretty strategic I was today. so <laughs> proud of myself I'm like see I was like looking around I'm like who's here that can just vouch for me like I could totally fit an eighth yeah yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah so uh yeah I have her and then um I have two three-year-olds that are on track I could probably point them towards four-year-old futurities but I'm kind of like on the fence with that I yeah. agree with it I have no problem doing it my thing right now is that the Canadian industry is very focused on five-year-olds yeah. and why not use that year to just get them tougher? Yeah. Um, so anyway, I have the Barely Royal out of the Frenchman's Guy who is extraordinary. And then I have a Crimson Jess out of a classic Dash Mare. And she, he is actually a full sister or full brother. He's a, he's a boy. He's a full <laughs> brother to um, SR Jess So Classy who Sonda Marks did really, really okay. well on a few years ago. Um, and now she's owned by a lady in Saskatchewan by the name of uh, Becky. Young. So um, I watched that maturity and I was so in love with her that I called up Carol and I was like, uh, can I have the next one? <laughs> so yeah, and he he is so funny. Oh my gosh, we call him Romeo. And he is the one that if you go to my 
Facebook page, he's the one that is like super dramatic oh. and always laying down. And like, like this morning I took a Snapchat video and posted it of, I'm like, okay, Romeo, I'm on my last horse. And he's laying flat out and I'm like pulling on the lead <laughs> rope. I'm like, Romeo, like we're on a timeline. Get up. Like it That's is so time funny. to go to work. But yeah. the thing with Romeo is like, he is a Romeo. Yeah. Like he thinks that he doesn't really need to do much and that when I get on him, it is a total inconvenience to his life. So that is his attitude and his personality. And he is like the kindest Cole. I could probably put anybody on him and he'll just go to work, but he does exactly what's necessary and no more. Yeah. Like he is like, (laughs) I am smarter, not harder. That is exactly. But I mean, famous was like that too at his age. So who knows? Right. But yeah, he is, he is freaking hilarious like he even on the pasture and then yeah. I have a two-year-old that I'm just starting that is Sunfrost and Dash for Perks bred and he is really cool oh, I'm cool. really excited mm-hmm. about him so mm-hmm. yeah there's lots coming up nice. right now and and then I'll take a couple other trade-ins too yeah. before yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh like actually I was it was funny because I'm like down here and me and Ashley are talking I'm like I think I need one more two-year-old and she's like what she's like you have like 10 goddamn horses on the go and I'm like yeah but like once I start selling the maturity horses and she's like oh my god like sometimes even she's like what are you talking about and you know when a horse crazy person tells you you're crazy right yeah exactly like but Ashley is so much more sensible than me like I'm like yeah I should buy that and she's like no you shouldn't like why would you do that She's smart about this. Yeah, like, like honestly, she. Yeah. We talked about this earlier. Like, she keeps me grounded, man. Yeah. Like, she's like, no, that is a stupid idea, and I'm like, really? Oh, you need honest friends like that. Yeah, yeah you do. Exactly. We all need honest yeah. friends like that. Yeah. yeah. So, do you have a preference over mares uh, versus geldings? No. That's a really good question, but no. Uh, I think I've had a lot of success on mares and I've had even more success on geldings, but I don't think it has anything to do with them being a mare yeah. or a gelding. Mm-hmm. Um, what I do think is that a horse with no heart is a horse with no heart. Yeah. yeah. And I know that people will say, well, a, a mare will have more heart than a gelding any day of the week. And I call bullshit on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Famous has the biggest heart I've ever seen in a horse and he doesn't care that he's a gelding. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I just... I think a good horse is a good horse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And a bad horse is a bad, bad <laughs> horse. <laughs> I, did anyone else see those stats from uh, the American semifinals that they yes. posted? Actually, there was a lot of geldings versus Yeah, mares there that, was more. Yeah. Qualified back. And I know people are always like, oh, mares have a little more try or they're gritty or whatever. Yeah. But I found that uh, statistic interesting there well, just yesterday. And it's that. funny that you say that because like... I have had some mares, like a bad mare, in my opinion, and this comes straight from training. A bad mare is 10 times worse than a bad gelding. Like you get a mare that doesn't want to do it. And like you may as well bang your head against a concrete wall because there is nothing you can do to convince them. Where a bad gelding, sometimes you can just like trick them into it. Like, but a bad mare, you are screwed. Yeah. Especially if she doesn't like you. Yeah. Like, so, and, and I think with geldings, they're just a lot of times, like just more level. Mm-hmm. Like they just stay kind of the same, but I really don't care. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I don't, I kind of give a yay when they come out of Philly, if I'm breeding them, cause I don't have to pay to geld the suckers, Yeah, but that's about it. Yeah. Um, so when you're taking your four-year-old on the road with you, like, what's your strategy just, um, with that? Do you do time onlys? I don't really know yet. No, you don't know yet? I mean, I've never, like, 
famous was kind of my first big thing. Oh, and, yeah. and I, I've advanced a lot and my program has come really far, but like, I haven't really thought about what I'm going to do with her. I just know <laughs> she needs to be in the trailer. Yeah. So there. <laughs> I, uh, I'm hoping that I can at least like take her into different arenas. Yeah. Even if she doesn't get to work the pattern, she's really sensible, but she okay. can be kind of spooky. So oh, yeah. I'm hoping to, and to just get her used to life on the road. Cause that yeah, is with, a big transition. Yeah. For Colts. Used to it without being yeah. stressed about it. Yeah. In all honesty, probably the place she's going to get the most exposure is the pro rodeos. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So speaking of being on the road, um, what do you do to keep your horses, once they're legged up, what do you do to keep them fit in competition shape during that season? Um, so what we actually have found with Famous is that the less I'm on him, the better. He he tends to get a little washed out through the season. We keep him uh, on a lot of maintenance uh products i guess Mm -hmm. uh he has a history of of anemia and that's probably straight from his his first week and that yeah that tough time so he lives on hemostam during the summer like he gets a lot of hemo um and then like basic ulcer uh maintenance and that sort of thing and during the week i honestly don't work him a lot no like if we're gone every weekend i might get on him on a wednesday and just long trot him and and do some like walking and softening Mm -hmm. on a thursday but i give him a lot of time to just rest once he's in that shape yeah once he's in shape like right now he's six days a week just trying to get fit but yeah uh, once he's in shape and we start going I I don't get on him a lot and I'll I'll pony him Mm -hmm. a few days a week but I don't I don't get on him much because he just seems to do better if I just leave him when he's fresh so yeah does that it's an Equivibe you have? Yeah. Do you yeah. use that a lot to kind of help? I do. Yeah. Um, he goes on it every day. Yeah. Uh, I usually, I right now I'm trying to give him one day a week where he does okay. nothing. But otherwise he goes on it every day and that continues through the season. And that's supposed to kind of help them it does. stay in yeah. shape, right? Yeah. You yeah. can actually, they've done studies that you can actually leg one up on it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, really? Like yeah. if they're coming back from recovering yeah. from an injury or something. Yeah, yeah. Like it's pretty phenomenal what the Equivibe does. So yeah. uh, I've noticed a huge change with with mine it's kept my maintenance bills a little bit lower and yeah yeah it keeps the body soreness out for sure yeah Mm -hmm. i bet yeah level up be better be stronger man i thought we were doing something funny that's not funny that's boring you want funny i want i want to jump out of my seat Oh, I heard horse poor is the code you got to use when you go to level up apparel and you get the hats we do. <laughs> oh my God, I love it. It gets the people going. Anyways, guys, if you see us on Instagram, see us on Facebook, just know that if you use the, hor- the, the code horse poor at level up apparel, you'll get a discount code on your hats, your jackets, your vests, your sweaters, your t-shirts. Anyways, I hope you like our wrap and enjoy the rest of this episode. So we're going to get right into some common health issues or just typical maintenance needed to keep a barrel horse at the top of their game during the season. As a lot of barrel racers have discovered, bleeders are quite common in this industry. What do you do to focus on keeping a healthy respiratory system? Oh gosh, I'm a pro at this (laughs) one. (laughs) So uh, Famous is a bleeder and uh, he also has really bad allergies and a really awful immune system. So like he 
comes in contact with a horse that has a sneeze and I'm out for the entire season. So (laughs) this year we've actually tried a new, it's not a new product, but it's a product that's new to my program. And it was actually recommended by my vet. It's called Equine Renew and it it used to be called called Pilaten. And it's an echinacea supplement that increases his immune system. And I have seen such a crazy change. He is so much stronger, just generally lung-wise. And then we keep him on um, uh, the Flexineb. He gets Flexineb very, very regularly. Mm -hmm. And I do run him on diuretics or whatever they're called, Lasix. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, Just just because, like, I'm not see a boat. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah you don't want to have that, that happen. yeah like yeah. the big the biggest thing that I think people forget when it comes to bleeding is that every time your horse bleeds you scar up the yeah. lungs and so if you le- let them bleed even just once or twice like that's scar tissue building in the lungs uh I'm a researcher so every single thing that comes my way I research the poop out of <laughs> yeah so people are like you know so much about everything and I'm like well that's because I've had a lot thrown my way and I make sure I know about it so yeah uh, that that's how he we keep him really healthy and so far it's working we'll see as the season goes on (laughs) (laughs) sometimes things fail and I'm like oh that didn't work yeah Yeah. (laughs) but hopefully this will work it's been working so far and uh, I don't feed him hay yeah so any of my allergy horses are on strictly cubes Okay. okay yeah um so what about joints because joints take a huge toll on our barrel horses they do and i am pro injection uh i start injecting the second they need it i have my fraternity colts vetted early in their five-year-old year uh to make sure that that those joints are 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 strong are mm-hmm. healthy if i need to inject i inject i think it's a really common misconception that joint that joint injections are a negative thing mm-hmm. uh, the the my reasoning for that is that what we ask these horses to do is not natural. Yeah. You are never going to see a horse out in the field running around three barrels. <laughs> yeah, exactly. As fast and hard and Exactly. Yeah. Like they're not going to sit like you'll see them sit down and turn and and come over themselves but not in the same Yeah. way that we ask them to. And so it is our jobs to make sure that they can do what we're asking comfortably and I just don't think that there are a lot of products out there that do, there's no products out there that do what joint injections do. Um, We do have a really, really good product that I believe wholeheartedly in through um, OE Nutraceuticals and it's called Game Changer. And the thing with Game Changer is it's not going to fix a joint issue, but it does have a lot of um, natural anti-inflammatories in it. So we've seen a huge difference in horses that do have a little bit of inflammation. However, mm-hmm. I would never replace injections yeah. with a supplement like that. Mm-hmm. Um, injections are just like, it's just a part of barrel horse life. And, yeah. and one of the scariest things for me is when someone brings me a horse or, or is asking me about advice on a horse and they're like, Oh, she's 10. Okay. Has she ever had her hawks injected? No. Oh, <laughs> Well, she probably should. Yeah. And and that's like the biggest thing is that a lot of girls are like, well, my horse doesn't need maintenance. And it, it's a lot of it is, do they not need maintenance or have you not gone to the vet? Yeah, have you God. checked it? Yeah. yeah. That's a big difference. Yeah. Because um, <laughs> yeah. I can tell you, like, it doesn't take much for a horse to need hawk injections. Mm-hmm. Um, and I realize it's expensive, but that's just something that we owe these horses. Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah. 
Um, so do you ever take younger horses? Like you said, you bring them early in their five-year-old year, but if you're exhibitioning them, do you ever get them checked? Uh, yeah. Famous four? was yeah. injected as a four-year-old. Okay. Yeah. Like, um, we, he w- actually had injections before he ever ran down an alleyway. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like my four-year-old, we have already done a BAL on. Yeah. Because we were having some, um, respiratory issues with her and she will 100% be flex tested before she ever enters because yeah. she has yeah she has worked really hard yeah yeah mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not afraid of that like I know I might get flamed for saying this but like uh that is not mm-hmm. something that no, that bothers me or well and you I'm don't I'm not gonna hide either yeah. I've got my ass piled because I didn't do a vet yeah. check before <laughs> yeah, and my horse needed same. a little help with the joints <laughs> oh and yeah. Joe wanted to do the same to me <clears throat> before I got her injected yeah, yeah. I'm like, <laughs> pro vet check before the yeah. season and even like my horse felt pretty good this time, but she's like, come back and see me after you've been like running hard. Yes. Like you haven't been running hard yet. So yeah. Yeah. let's just do like a mid season checkup because she doesn't want me. Yeah. Yes. Well, yeah. I'm pretty sure that Jess, like she just humors <laughs> me because we check famous every time she comes. <laughs> so Friday she comes and she's like, yeah, so, uh, what are we doing? I'm like, well, you need to flex famous. She's like, we just did him. I'm like, well, we need to flex famous. And I'm pretty sure she just like, she's like, yeah, okay. Lifts his leg. She's like, yeah, okay. He's fine. (laughs) But I don't know. I don't think you can be too careful because like what we're asking them to do, if they're doing it in pain, they're not going to want to do it. Mm -hmm. It it takes one run. And some they'll still do it because they're just, they have a heart and they want to please you. But then I feel like it's, even more cruel to and do And that's when you can create other to issues them. too, like not Absolutely. just get, get piled or whatever. Yeah. But yep. if they're uncomfortable and they're in the arena, then maybe you might have a little bit of an alley issue because yeah. they're like, ah, it's going to hurt when I go oh, in there. It's going to hurt yeah. after, right? Or so. even they'll start compensating and then exactly. you're just stacking up problem after problem. Yeah. That's exactly it. And, yeah. and actually like this year at the ABRA finals, famous head, uh, he'd slipped at Grimshaw Rodeo and, and I didn't really give it a second thought. Like it never really, I was like, oh, he slipped. And yeah. he did, he hurt, he overreached and he hurt himself, but I didn't really think about it. And so then he went to Cooley for a couple of weeks and I get him back before the finals and he ran and he ran a 17, eight. And I was like, what the heck is wrong with my horse? But I was like, maybe I'm just being a spoiled little brat. <laughs> so then I go in the second round and he runs a 17, nine. And I was like, Hey, now what's wrong with my horse? Like now I'm not imagining it. And yeah. so then in the short go here on an 18-0, and I was like, hey, we've got a problem here. And uh, I called Jess, and when we, when we vetted him the next day, she was like, holy, like, he was so sore. He'd never been that sore. And what had happened yeah. is he'd gotten hurt at mm-hmm. Grimshaw, and we didn't even, mm-hmm. we didn't notice. Yeah. Like, we thought that he just, he just pu- pulled his stif- stifle a little bit, and it, it made everything really bad. He was, and by that time, a month later, his back was sore and he was like, he was so sore and he's a try and sucker to still run a 17, eight that sore. But yeah, he was telling me and, and that's how he told me where instead I'm looking like the pouty little rich kid. (laughs) Who's like, I can't believe my horse just ran a 17, eight. There's so many girls that are like, I wish. And I'm like, well, yeah. But when you know, you know what they are capable of and when something's just a little bit off. Exactly. Everyone has different standards for their horse. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So when you are at a jackpot or rodeo, what is your warm up strategy? Uh, it honestly depends on the horse. Yeah. Uh, famous doesn't need a lot of warm up, and I feel like for a lot of bleeders they don't because you don't yeah. want to get them too hot. Uh, but then 
like Femi, I have a barely royal mare who is high energy. She needs to be loped down for like an hour before <laughs> you have anything. Yeah. And that's like, it, it honestly really depends on the horse, but all, no matter what I'm on, I want them to be responsive to me, to be soft in the face, soft in the rib. Um, and then I know that they're ready to go down and, yeah. and they need to be focused on me. Like I really want them to be focused on, on, on me and, um, and their ability to do their job. Mm -hmm. Uh, if they're not, then I may as well not go down the alleyway. Yeah. Yeah. So do you get nervous on a horse that gets anxiety leading up to a race? I don't. Uh, but that is straight from Michelle Davey. I will, I will give her the shout out for that one. Um, I used to be a very nervous competitor and, uh, I've really worked hard on her program and, and just basically training myself mentally. Yeah. Um, I don't get nervous and, and in some respects that's, that's tough because other girls will go on with the horse I've had and all of a sudden the horse will start having alley issues and it's like, I swear this horse never did. (laughs) So, um, I am a, I'm a very quiet rider. I don't get worried about a lot. And because of that, I can fix a lot of valley issues yeah. or, or anxiety issues because I just, I'm like, eh, whatever. Like, yeah. it's, it's the same thing I do in practice or it's, it's the same thing I just did five horses ago. So, yeah. um, yeah, I don't, I don't really get over, over anxious or, or nervous. Uh, I, there've been a few races where I have, and I've had to check myself, but for the most part, I just, yeah. It is what it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Three barrels. Yeah. And, and Two really, hearts, one dream. Yeah. Oh, oh, geez. You did get that in there. <laughs> She's been dying to get that <laughs> She in really her. has. Like, she has <laughs> been, like, all day. I wanted to whisper it, though. Three <laughs> barrels, two hearts, one dream. <laughs> in the background. Yeah. Oh, oh good job. <laughs> yeah. So, I, uh, I, I think that it, it, the biggest thing is that, like, we can only control ourselves and whatever's supposed to happen is going to happen. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if I'm going to go in there, I need to trust my training. And if that horse is going to cheat me, well, then I'll fix that later. But I'm yeah. not going to worry about it before I get in the yeah. arena. Yeah. yeah, you're kind of using it to really just be like, okay, where am I at? And what am I going to go Absolutely. home and, and work on? Absolutely. Yeah. You have to think of it. Except like for when that. I'm unfamous, then I need to win. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> totally joking. Yeah. I'm not that much of a jerk. Nobody's <laughs> capable yes, of. Yes, so. exactly. Yeah. yeah. So what do you do for those horses that do get anxiety and that may have already gotten gait issues? Like all physical issues aside. Um, alley issues are... I actually kind of like taking a horse that has alley issues and fixing them because I find it to be one of the easiest things to fix. Yeah. Uh, I'm a big disengager and I do feel that disengaging can, can fix pretty much anything. So with a horse that has alley issues, it is all about, you see so many of these girls that they just want to whip and spur to get through the alley and that is not going to fix your alley issues. Mm-hmm. Um, disengaging well. If you disengage every time forward momentum stops, eventually that horse is going to be like, what am I doing wrong and how do I get out of this? Yeah. And it does not take them long. Like generally an alley issue I can fix in one go. 
Yeah. And by disengage, you <laughs> yeah. mean um, you kind of, you bring them around a little bit and you disengage their hip. Yes. And yeah. move their hip yeah, open, exactly. whatever direction you want. And, yeah. and it's funny because like I struggle sometimes to keep my mouth shut when I'm at a jackpot. So if I see somebody struggling, I'll be like, disengage, disengage. <laughs> like, like grab your inside rein and just don't like, let what? go. I yeah. think you've told me that a couple of times. Yes. Yeah. Oh, probably. Because yeah. yeah. I can't keep my mouth shut. Like I see people having trouble and I'm like, disengage your damn horse. <laughs> and then they get in and they're like, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> So well, yeah, even like with me, I mean, I had kind of heard that and I tried it, but I wasn't that confident. And then you like enforced it <laughs> oh, in yes. me at that jackpot. And I was like, holy crap, that's magic. <laughs> yeah. And then I look like I'm like, I'm mad. I literally look like I'm magic. And then people are like, you can fix anything. I'm like, well, I wouldn't go that far. Yeah. <laughs> so let me tell you all my personal problems. Yeah. yeah. Do you really want like how much time do you got? <laughs> oh, <boy>. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. So when you are facing issues like that, how do you determine if it's physical or behavioral? What steps do you take? There? Um, so I take a lot of pride in knowing I've, I've done so much work alongside my vet and, and she's taught me so much. And I, I can honestly, as crazy as it sounds, spot a sore horse from a mile away. So I generally know if they're sore before I ever put them in that situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did have a horse a couple of years ago that the owner had been having trouble with getting in and then she'd go up the alleyway and she'd run, run off on first barrel. And uh, at that point, I'd ridden her a little bit and I knew she was sore, but I was like, eh, I think there's more to it. Mm-hmm. And I took her to a jackpot and the, I couldn't get the mare in. And that was, I was like, what the heck? Every trick I was using was not working. Then she gets in there and she buffaloes me to first barrel. And I actually got off and I, I called the owner and I said, I won't get back on this horse till she's been bedded. And she was really, really sore. They talk in such a huge way. If we listen, we know. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And, and I mean, my vet loves me because she walks in and, and I'm like, Kate, this one is going to be a three out of five on that hawk and a four out of seven on that stifle and then and then she's she'll flex them and be like you are so right like like I just I have ridden so many and I I know my horse is so good that I know exactly when it's soreness and exactly when it's not like so it's about honestly listening to your horse like being familiar with yeah you shouldn't even need to guess yeah to be completely honest if you're if you are in tune with your horse you should know yeah yeah Yeah. and like honestly if you are having trouble with it then like you said you need to go get help and Mm -hmm. from a trainer and or vet Yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah and i think a lot of times like it's not even anyone's fault that these yeah. alley issues get so big. It's it's just not knowing, like it's the frustration yeah. of not knowing how to solve them, right? Yeah. And every time the horse a horse gets away with it, it gets worse. Mm-hmm. And it it gets to a point where you either need to fix it properly or it's dangerous. And yeah. and unfortunately a lot of riders just get so frustrated and, and don't have the knowledge that it gets worse and it yeah. does get dangerous. And that's what we see, right? So yeah. Yeah, I I have a lot of compassion for girls that do have alley issues because believe it or not, I've been there. Yeah, yeah. and uh, I've had to fix them and I've created them and mm-hmm. and so it's about that learning curve and just yeah. where you are in your journey and, and mm-hmm. that sort yeah. of thing. Yeah, definitely. So we kind of want to dive into the mental game now. Um, so Carmen Pazivan told us that this game is eighty percent mental, twenty percent physical. So how do you keep your mental game in check? Maybe even outside of the arena uh, to apply to your riding. So um, I, I like I've said a few times, I'm really <laughs> good friends with Michelle Davy. Mm-hmm. She, uh, I consider her my mental coach. 
I don't know mm-hmm. if she considers herself my mental coach, but she is. <laughs> and, uh, she has been so instrumental to in teaching me the tools that I need in order to be mentally tough. Mm-hmm. That being said, even I struggle. Like, I can smoke run at a jackpot, and then I get to a pro rodeo, and I'm like, well, what are we doing? <laughs> what event is this? Yeah. Like, yeah. like, there are times when I'm like, oh, God. Like, I can think of Benalto pro rodeo last year. I, like, watched my video, and I was like, what was I doing? Like, I loped because <laughs> I was so scared. Like, oh, I was like, I did muddy everywhere, though. It was, but the ground was safe, and that wasn't an excuse. <laughs> so, like, even those situations, like, I'm still a work in progress. But mentally, having a mental coach and having somebody that has tools is so important. I I meditate a lot in my trailer. And um, for those of those listeners who do know who Michelle is, and who have taken her programs, I am a big affirmations person. So I'll stand mm-hmm. in my trailer and I'll do my affirmations, which is a lot of why I can't travel with anybody because it looks kind of funny. <laughs> um, I am also, um, I, I ground myself. Like a lot of times people that pay really close attention, which I don't think really anyone pays attention to anybody else in the warm-up pen, uh, I'll be off in a corner and I'm like grounding myself right before a run. Mm-hmm. Uh, the amount I ground myself depends on the horse I'm on. Okay. I am also a chanter. So <laughs> if you it, like people pay really close attention, you can see me chanting as I go up the alleyway and that chant changes depending on the <laughs> horse. Um, one thing that Andrea used to tell me, she actually used to text me like if she wasn't at the jackpot, she'd be like, let it happen. Make, don't make it happen. And uh, <laughs> so I would chant that. Let it happen, don't make it happen. Let it happen, don't make it happen. All the way up the alleyway. And then I actually rode with Carmen last weekend and she was like, you need to be more aggressive. And I was like, okay, new chat. Be aggressive. Be, be aggressive. Yeah, I was going to say, let's not yeah. the amazing ranger survivor. Yeah, be so, aggressive. <laughs> so I am a chanter and I find that chanting just helps me like keep myself really centered when I go up the alleyway because I'm like anybody like yes I look composed and at these little jackpots I'm pretty solid like Mm -hmm. not much excites me but you put me at a friggin big old barrel race with a lot of money up and I'm like anyone I am scared (laughs) so uh I I do have I just have tools and that's the difference is I've learned so many tools to keep myself mentally tough and I know me and Michelle have had this conversation it's also like you have to be mentally tough to train horses Mm -hmm. and uh there's there's lots of times where um I have to go and check my attitude at the door and be like that yesterday didn't go so well what are you gonna do different today yeah and one thing Michelle always says to me is she's like you cannot solve a problem from the same energy it came from so there's lots of times where I'm like well that didn't work so I better change my energy Mm -hmm. and uh yeah, so it's it's really a work. I'm a work in progress. I am not as mentally tough as like I idolize Carmen for that because mm-hmm. she is a tough tough yeah. lady. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. I'm not quite there yet, but hopefully, hopefully I'll get there. Mm-hmm. And going, time going back yeah. to a little bit with Michelle Davy, we had her on our podcast and she was so amazing. Like yeah. her program that she talks about, as well as her podcast that she has, and she really, really, really encourages people to believe in yourself and find your truth. So I agree with you. She is awesome. Yeah, mm-hmm. she is. She's a very incredible woman. I am very, very blessed to call her <laughs> a friend and a yeah. coach. So yeah. Mm-hmm. So kind of getting towards the end of our little interview here. Uh, would you like to share with us some 2020 goals for yourself? Um, I don't have Trudy horse this year. I have a couple derby horses. Uh, I don't know how much we'll enter them. They're not quite 
I, top 10 right now. Mm-hmm. Um, they're both really, really nice, and they've come really far over the winter. I just, I just don't know um, how tough they are yet. And so I'm going to focus a lot on rodeo. I'm really close to filling my permit, so we're just going to keep rolling with that. And then yeah. uh, JL Soraco was um, introduced to the pink, buckle this year i'm assuming this is what yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so we are gonna pay famous in and provided he stays healthy this year our goal is oklahoma for cbhi weekend um cool. which will suck but i don't have a maturity horse so yeah anyway, if there's so. a year to go it would be this year yeah. so yeah um, that's crappy those are on the same weekend i know yeah, it is i know it puts you in between a rock and a hard place if you have a pink buckle horse and yeah. a super stakes horse yeah mm-hmm. but like like i told my husband i'm like Dude, it was 17 grand to win the average in the open last year. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. it doesn't even matter that he's not a fraternity U.S. Horse. dollars. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> like, 21, 22. Yes. Well, oh, yeah. man. We'll be cheering you on for well, sure. Well, yeah. thank you. We need to get there first. <laughs> I, it's it's definitely something that I really want to do. Yeah. Um, so, hopefully, it all pans out. We'll yeah. go to Kalispell again. Kalispell was a hoot last year. I went with Casey Peters, and she is hilarious. I've never <laughs> laughed so hard in my life. So, we'll do that again. And, uh... Yeah, so um, basically just focusing on rodeo, I think. Can you tell us how the permit works with Pro Rodeo? Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. So um, how the the CPRA permit works is you purchase your permit. It's $500 or whatever, and you can only enter certain rodeos. So you don't – we can't get into a lot of the tour rodeos. Um, Once you win $1,000, you're a semi-pro, so that gets you into a few more rodeos. and then also as a permit, you can enter, like, for example, last year I entered Williams Lake, but they draw you out and then they phone you if there's an opening. So I actually mm. did get drawn into Williams Lake, but at the time Famous was pretty sick. Oh, okay. Williams Lake was a mud hole. Yeah. We all kind of knew that going in. That's probably why I got drawn in. Yeah. So I, I declined. Um, and then when you win your second thousand dollars, then you're a full card and then you can get into anything. Um, how a lot of girls are doing it now is if you go down to the States the WPRA permit, you only have to win $1,000. And then you can buy your full Canadian card. So, oh. yeah. And nice. in uh, in the States, jackpots are WPRA approved. So, if you oh. win ABRA money or 1D money at a WPRA approved event, you can actually put that towards your permit. So, um, there's a couple different ways. But it is it is tough up here to fill a permit. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, a lot of girls are starting to go south to... To fill them. And I tried a okay. cowspell last year, but he was coming off of being sick and it just yeah. wasn't our weekend. Yeah. So. Is that a, yeah. like a maturity? Yeah. So cowspell is the Glacier Chaser in, in July. And it was our first, my first time going across the border since I was a kid. And um, they do a maturity derby and a huge open race. And it was the oh. coolest experience because we got there Thursday and then they have a barrel race every day. Oh, so really? like we made like five runs on our horses. Oh, wow. Down there. Like it was so fun. Fun. Yeah, and it was so hot oh my gosh so we <laughs> like the air conditioning in my trailer wasn't working and like we're like melting so we me and casey and then we had a another little girl with us for the weekend we went to walmart and we like would steal their wi-fi and their air conditioning and just chill <laughs> <laughs> so yeah we sat in walmart for a long time yeah <laughs> and oh, if you've ever my. met casey peter she is like she is my spirit animal. She yeah. is amazing. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. yeah she's I wonderful. haven't had a chance to meet her, but I have seen her ride. And yeah. That's yeah. amazing. She's Great rider. She is mm-hmm. a handy, handy lady. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So how was your experience going across the border? Oh, we had no problems. Yeah. Yeah. Easy. It was like easy peasy, okay. not uh, like there was yeah. nothing. It was just 
I think if you have all your paperwork yeah. in order, usually all it's your ducks in a row. Yeah. They didn't okay. even check our trailer. Like, oh, okay. For all they knew, we could have had completely different horses. <laughs> yeah, I, <guess laughs> I say this on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to flag you now. Yeah, yeah, I am okay. totally not going to have the same experience this year. <laughs> knock on wood, knock on wood. Oh, yeah. oh, knock on wood. oh, boy. Okay, so what are some words you live by to keep you focused on what you need to achieve your goals? Um, I, I'm really, like, I'm focused on positivity. Yeah. Like, uh, one thing that I always try and remember is to to accept whatever comes my way and to remember that we're not always going to win every mm-hmm. time. Like, uh, when it's our time, it's our time. But yeah. sometimes there's a force greater than us working and someone else like Michelle always says someone else might have needed that win more yeah mm-hmm. and so I always try to remind myself that the outcome as as bad as we want it to be positive every time it's not always going to be yeah mm-hmm. and maybe I might not have won that one I might have crashed three barrels but I, I gained something yeah mm-hmm. uh, I learned from it and 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 that's kind of what I always try to to go by no matter what I'm doing even just daily yeah Mm -hmm. like oh that felt really good now how do I get him to do it again yeah or um like for example I'm struggling really hard with this horse that I've got right now and and uh I I know what I could do to make it easy but that's not going to solve the problem and so every day it's been like hey what worked yesterday like what were some good points what should I not do again so I I'm just really right now in in my where I'm at in my journey is just trying to really be positive all the time and yeah. and take good lessons no matter what. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. So we like to end off every podcast with something funny. So what's an embarrassing or funny story that you have that happened either on the jackpot trail or the rodeo trail? Oh my gosh. So I actually have the perfect one. I can't <laughs> wait. And I am going to get judged so hard for this. So, um, I was, this was like my, the first year I decided to pull my permit. It was a few years ago and I was on saloon, famous's mom. And, uh, she was a bleeder. So I went to Athabasca for fire and ice. And then when I entered Sanjay Perodio, I entered saying that I could only do perf because I was teaching at the time. I couldn't do slack. Well, I got perf. So I was like, sweet. My first perf, it's a Sunday perf to boot. Like I was <laughs> jacked. So anyway, I go to fire and ice. And then that night, I go to a friend's place in a Drossin and I'm going to just go to Sundry in the morning. So I get up and I'm like literally lollygagging. Like I'm not in a hurry at all. I'm like, I got lots of time. Like barrels is always the last event. So I load up at 10 o'clock and I'm like, perf starts at one. I won't run to three. I'm good. So I load up and I start driving and I'm like perusing Facebook while I'm driving. (laughs) I'm like, I see this snap like picture and I'm pretty much, I'm pretty sure that it was Cassie Hauser had it on lipstick and cowboy boots. And it's like this program from Sundry the day before. And it's like in in the grand entry and barrel racing. And I'm like, what What? the? (laughs) So I'm like phoning my girlfriend and I'm like, do you, like, you need to get a hold of Randa and find out what the hell's going on here. Like, is barrel racing the first event? Like I'm freaking out and taboo i'm it's during the construction on the anthony henday so i'm lost on top of it so i'm lost i'm freaking out about when perf is so i uh i i'm like she gets me out and gets me on the highway and then she's like i just talked to randa and randa said and it really didn't help me any but she's like yes barrels are the first event but it's a longish grand entry. And I'm like, 
Okay. <laughs> yeah. So I like boogie. Like I'm doing 160 the whole way. Like I'm like this. Please, Lord, do nerve. not. Yeah. Do not let me get pulled over because I'm not gonna make my run. So anyway, I like get to olds and I have like my fuel gauge wasn't even on like empty it was on like i can't tell you how many kilometers you have because you're such a dumbass and i'm like please lord just let me get to freaking sundry so i like pull into the rodeo grounds on fumes and i'm like whatever if i ran out of fuel we'll figure it out yeah. and i'm like i'm like throwing horses out of the trailer like i am so late so i'm throwing horses out of the trailer so i get to saloon she's like why why are you so like energetically charged right now <laughs> i didn't have time to lasix her i didn't have time to do any of her pre-run i get on her i lope three circles and this mare was always on the muscle like, yeah she went up the alleyway like people would look at me like i was crazy because i ran her in a sweet six and this mare would come like a freight train from yeah. the back of the alleyway and she like lopes up the alley and she's like looking at the crowd and She's like, oh, what are the nice people doing here for barrel practice? And she like <laughs> lopes around first, lopes around second. And then I just felt her and she was like, this is a damn barrel race, woman. <laughs> and she like smokes third and runs home. And I was like, so defeated. Oh, oh, no. I was like, I made my run, but I probably should have just stayed home. Yeah. <laughs> so then I'm like explaining to like, we all, Tyler and I still laugh about it, but my one girlfriend was like, I have nightmares about that. And you That's lived hilarious. it. Like, and so now whenever I leave the house, Tyler's like, so are you going to leave a little bit early? Like, are you going to try and make it early? <laughs> <laughs> see that's why i give and myself are, are you better hours? or no yeah. <laughs> oh yeah like yeah. you will never catch me like if if perf starts at noon i am out the door at nine to make it to grand prairie yeah. <laughs> like, there is no way i not never again like that oh, was an man. awful experience that's yeah hilarious. this friend, all goes back to your mental game though like you were probably like all over the place and like oh, we're yeah. even thinking like oh we're going in for a competition yeah. Yeah. oh yeah and she yeah, was exactly. just like like i will never forget that because saloon was like what the hell are we doing <laughs> here like we aren't even warmed up crazy lady yeah that's funny well that's what happened here and that's why i broke my rib oh, well at least i stayed in the saddle yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah no kidding oh, yeah man. yeah all right well thank you for the story and thank you so much for all I, the words of wisdom as well as taking your time out to give us a personal clinic and yeah, uh, you and amazing. ashley and uh thank talk you so with much. us today yes thank yeah. you and yeah. this was an awesome podcast you answered questions yeah. amazing and, yeah. well, I think we got all of our listener questions or they were answered at some point yeah if we yeah. Uh, if we didn't get your question um, maybe we can have her on another time for a yeah. quick Q&A and during I think actually we're hoping to come during one of their clinics and do something like that so we'll get a bunch of Q&As from all of our guests mm-hmm. and uh, all of our listeners which we're going to call the ride or dies <laughs> yeah y'all are our ride or dies now yeah <laughs> and so yeah and then fulfill all your questions so yeah thank you so much and i know you have some more horses oh, to wait. Ride. where can we find you on social media yeah, oh yeah question. so the best place to get a hold of me don't phone me i don't answer <laughs> my phone i'm like totally that girl who looks at it and is like ah no <laughs> text me please yeah and don't you, leave me a voicemail either no just, don't yeah, never leave me a voicemail. voicemail so uh the best place to find me is on um facebook i have OE Nutraceuticals in Canada page if that's what you need. Mm-hmm. The Saloon Tag and Supplements if that's what you need. Or to our barrel horses. <laughs> yeah. And what's your barrel page called? To our barrel horses. Perfect. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on. And uh, yeah, have a great rest of your day.
All right, ladies and gents, there you have it. That was Jennifer Bobby Robinson with Two R Barrel Horses and OE Nutraceuticals Canada and the Saloon Tech and Supplements. She is a very busy lady with all her different businesses. <laughs> she sure is. And if that wasn't enough, now herself and Ashley Lacey are doing clinics together. Yes. And yeah, we just had a clinic from them and it was amazing. Thank you guys so much for doing that. Yes. Thank you so much. <laughs> we took we took a lot away from it mm-hmm. and we're excited to share some drills with you guys going forward. Some things that we're working on and some things that maybe you guys can work on. Mm-hmm. And if you noticed we are missing a girl here today (laughs) nadine (laughs) she was not only late this time but she completely missed the boat (laughs) she missed she missed her own appointment yeah with the the pod squad here yeah she's like guys monday monday will work i'm dropping um ray (laughs) (laughs) i'm dropping cash off but i'll be there for the evening and we can do some podcasting so we're like sure yeah (laughs) i made tacos and like got all prepared coffee and baileys but sure enough in the afternoon where are you nadine oh we're just packing up to leave i'm actually surprised she didn't make it because megan blay was behind the wheel (laughs) yeah (laughs) and as you learned in our last episode She's uh she's she, got a heavy foot. Yeah, she's got a need for speed. <laughs> <laughs> oh jeez. Oh. All right. Well, thank you everyone for tuning in and don't forget to check us out on all the social medias. Um yes, on Instagram it's Horsepore Podcast, on Facebook it is Horsepore Podcast with spaces between horse and Poor and podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Same with on all the apps where you actually listen or download mm-hmm. your podcast. We've had a few people ask about um, finding us, and we know if you don't put the spaces, that's why you're not finding us. So put yeah. the spaces between horse poor podcast, so you don't miss out. And then don't forget to get rich or ride trying. <laughs>